Hello everyone, uh, this is Chris from lingualblog.org and I'd like to welcome all of you to the first episode of this podcast. Actually, this is episode zero. And this podcast will be the new way I'll deliver all of the content I, uh, was publish I used to publish on my blog. And now it'll be in audio format because... It's less time-consuming, and also I really believe I should be keeping my blog updated, but sadly I don't have much time with my studies and work, so um, this will be a better way to, to keep uh, things going and, and stay, in touch with, stay in touch with all of you and also to deliver new content and help you all all of you with with any of your language learning uh, processes well um for those of you who don't know me um my name is cristobal and i usually go by chris because it's shorter and sometimes foreigners have a problem pronouncing with my with the pronunciation of my name and I'm from Santiago Chile so that is in South America um, I'm 31 years old and um, I'm a historian I work at a museum in, in Santiago um, basically I devote myself to writing. I mean, anything you, you you can see there in the museum I work for, it was either written by my colleague or by me. And um, also, I've also also I study. I, I'm doing my masters in cultural heritage, and one of my greatest passions is um, languages. Our languages, I mean, our language. You, I don't want to edit this this uh, this podcast because I want to I want it to feel it natural. Like I, I I still make mistakes because English, as you can see, English is not my native language. But you know, I think it, making such mistakes while talking gives this sense of of like you're talking to a you're hearing an actual person, not hearing this highly edited. Um, Thing, which is something I'm very against. Um, um, well, language, language, languages, and language learning is one of my passions. Um, my second, my of course, my native language is Spanish. My second language is English, and I've learned in the past um, French, Italian. German, and I'm learning Polish. Um, been learning Polish for about four years. Yeah, it's it's kind of sh a shocker for me, but four years. Um, uh, however, this last um, let's say two years, I've just um, managed to practice on uh, Polish on my own because I used to go with lessons but not anymore because I'm doing my master's degree on cultural heritage and I'm just waiting for the thesis to be done and then defend it and hopefully this by the end of this year I'll be 
will have my my master's degree and when did I start my passion with languages um, I would say from a from a very young age um, in Chile um, we had um, some kind of we had that a dictator a dictatorial government during the eight during the 70s and the 80s and most and you know contact was very limited with with uh, with uh, abroad and sometimes um, language learning was very frowned upon on uh, however there were some and I don't know this little teach yourself books my father used to have and I would love to I, I loved to to read them and try to I don't know make up my own sentences I still remember my dad had this friend like teach yourself French um, book uh, and I tried to write things in like in random French yeah and um, then I started school you know very basic English and what changed things was when I was 12 years old uh, I moved I moved with my family to the United States we lived there for a year I went to school there and had to learn basically a language by exposure and it was really hard I mean um, um, for example I would go to science class and I didn't understand anything like of course I knew um, I don't know how to order food or how to survive in an English-speaking environment as a tourist but I didn't know like things about science things about history or so in in English and it was very hard for me I mean the first two to three weeks I spent um, days crying I mean arriving home and crying because I, I didn't understand anything but you know my my family was very supportive but it was like no you have to wait you have to wait you have to wait don't give up don't just be strong and and you'll get things I don't know by three months I could understand almost everything of course at home we would watch TV with my brother I mean we would watch The Simpsons um, or any kind of of TV of TV show that was available there in, in the US. So um, that's the way we, I don't know, managed to practice inside 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 the house and outside house it was much easier to to use English and. The thing is, um, by six months, I felt very fluent in English, and it allowed me to to meet new people. To it allowed me also to meet uh, other cultures, other religions, other sets of beliefs. Uh, because I don't know, coming from from Chile, you have this this idea of very homogeneous identity, or uh, or so. Like it is expected that you are more or less. The same thing of as your colleagues or friends or classmates, but I don't know in the U.S. or other countries, you have more that you are exposed to more diversity than 
than in other places. So it was a big shocker, but it was a good shocker. I mean, just to wake up and see the reality and see the, the diversity of languages. And sometimes you can have different points of view, different uh, religions, different ethnicities, different um, cultures or languages. And then all of a sudden you, you know, I don't know, you use a, a common language and you find out that we're very similar to each other. I mean, <laughs> we have more things in common than, than our differences. And that really was a big uh, thing for me. Then I came back to Chile. Um, was a big letdown, to be honest, but I don't know. Um, then when I got to university, I initially studied um, English philology. Um, I was kind of um, hesitating to study that because uh, I really like languages, I really like literature. But when I started that study, it was kind of a letdown again because um, it wasn't what I expected to be. And the good thing is that I moved with my family again to the U.S. Uh, for two years in this time, at that time. And um, then over there, I fell in love with, with actually my target language target language right now which is Polish I also had the chance of learning two languages more meet more foreigners meet more people with, um, with different cultures and different languages it was very fun and friends that I still see or whenever I travel I try to visit them or I don't know get together for a drink or so and all of those experiences really marked me as a person, then I came back to Chile, uh, I switched my studies to, to history, which is more or less what I, more or less what I needed, like, I don't know, for, uh, for us, I don't know, um, the thing is that um, language learning in Chile is, in Chile is very, um, it's not very, uh, it's not very, uh, a good thing, it's very basic, or, you have to really look for good things or variety of languages. So um, history gave, gave me, I don't know, the opportunity to know more about cultures, to know more about history in another way. I mean, in a different way from languages, but still being very important to, to the person I am now and I try to apply it to my language learning or so. After I graduated, in the, in, the, in the meantime, I, I learned German. I was, uh, was kind of lucky that uh, I signed up for German courses uh, back then. And um, when I finished university, my bachelor's degree, um, my family had uh, this promise that uh, whenever you graduate from university, you could travel anywhere in the world, anywhere. Um, I, cho I chose Europe, and I went to Belgium, the Netherlands, and to Poland for the first time. Of course, some people would tell me, why, do, why are you going to Poland? I mean, it's ugly, dark, and sad, and you'll feel unsafe. You'll <laughs> All of this coming from South America, which is something kind of hilarious because 
sometimes we get that stereotype or being unsafe, being noisy, being dangerous or whatever. Um, but I won't spend much time with it. Um, and um, so I traveled there uh, when, and the first I remember when I arrived to Poland, um, I met this this friend of a friend who would pick me up for the, from from the airport and I don't know take me some, take me somewhere to eat I, I mean just just not to be alone all the time and she told me in really good Spanish Chris just relax I mean um, things are kind of slow slow here but just relax and enjoy enjoy your trip and that can, that that advice was kind of very important for me because it allowed me to experience, to enjoy the culture, to enjoy the the enjoy the the trip, enjoy the my journey to around Poland, and it was fantastic. I mean, I really felt like um, in Poland, I felt like uh, like at home and um, it felt very very similar i don't know to my childhood or to things that, that that i used to see or or i don't know i felt like very comfortable there so um of course i met my friends there and i was very happy to see them very happy to to meet their i don't know their everyday lives and and so and it gave me like that the push to, to see I should really learn really learn Polish. I don't, I don't know. My goal is not to go to to live in Poland. I don't, probably if, if if it happens, it's cool. But if if it doesn't, it's okay. It's still um, and um, but it gave me the push. And um, afterwards, uh, I was. I started working at a very awful place and it left me kind of kind of sad because I didn't have much time left like you know free time or or so but when I switched to my current job um, I had more time to spend at, uh, I don't know more free time to spend so I thought Maybe it's a good idea to, to I don't know, to regain that promise and try and try to learn Polish. I mean, just go from this amateur thing like listening to music or I don't know, looking up words in dictionary and just learn it for from once, uh, for once. And the thing is, um, I'm this kind of person that needs to start a very disciplined routine. I mean, I, I need my routine, I need my, my exposure, and in, and also, I I kind of like so socializing with languages, so a classroom environment was very important for me, I mean, to start with. And I had, I looked, I looked up online, and I got in, I got, I got a, I got a, in contact with the, with the with my with my Polish teacher, a Polish woman who who lives here in Chile, and we got we got in touch, and two weeks later, I was starting my first Polish class. I mean, I was very happy to do it, uh, and I don't know, uh, 
things went their own way. Um, after that, I spent uh, like two weeks in Poland with, with friends and it gave me like the boost um, to use Polish almost all the time. And I was pretty sure I made the right decision. And I started, and after that trip, I started my blog. I mean, documenting my, my experience with Polish or with other languages I'm interested in, or like the reality of I cannot learn all languages in the world, or I cannot learn everything. I mean, I have to prioritize. I have other responsibilities. I have, uh, I don't have much time, but you know, it doesn't mean that probably, probably uh, I would spend like one evening reading all about one language or I don't know, meeting someone and asking them things about their culture or their language and, and pick up some words, some random words, or, or even, I don't know, travel somewhere else and learn things on site or, or learn things um, before that trip, just, I don't know, the basic uh, polite words. So um, this is more or less my, my experience with, uh, with, the, with language learning. Um, and also, I, will, I really want, or I want to cover um, things about um, how, how do I practice my languages or how do I keep, keep up with them or, how do, or what is my language learning method. And as I've said before, uh, with uh, I really need basic rules. I really, for example, one of my my goals with languages is to be independent. I mean, not depend on a on a dictionary, not depend on on things, and and be independent. That that is one of my main goals with language learning. And and in order to be independent, you need to understand grammar. You need to understand certain structures that that will allow you to to be on your own like i don't know when you start riding a bike you need these little wheels behind and you need um you need that support that for me a good teacher can give me that support and also i don't know a small classroom setting can also give me that support and and of course you don't have to depend on that, on those classes. You you need to practice it outside the classroom or outside the classroom setting. Uh, in my case, I try to consume as much things in the lang in my target language as I can, and things that interest me. I'm not. Um, of course, many people say no. You should try things that you're acquainted with, like I don't know children's show but I don't like children so children's shows are no-no for me unless they're, they're things that I grew up with or I, I don't know things are too good that you have to 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 watch them uh, so I try to look for things I don't know good political blog or I don't know uh, I really like rock music so I try to, to look for the rocks local rock scene there or I don't know comics. I'm a big fan of comics and memes. So uh, trying to look for for memes on I don't know on Facebook or Instagram are good things to practice languages because uh, 
you are assured you I, I don't know you have this the certainty that uh you will get to to be exposed to your target language every day i don't know by reading a, an article on facebook or by watching a certain meme on on instagram or so and also um another another tool that really helps me for language learning is um is um, practicing with others. I mean, usually, usually I really like tandems. I really like, uh, I don't know, meeting new people with more or less similar interests. And if we can practice, if we have languages in common, we can practice, we can practice one day my language and they, um, the next day they can practice theirs and vice versa or sometimes i don't know you, you have you sometimes i don't know you if uh, if a if a person really wants to practice spanish with me i don't care and i don't care if, if they speak my target languages I, i will just speak spanish and look for someone else who would like who probably doesn't have any language in common with me and i would use polish with with that person i mean that's you have to, sometimes you have to be very flexible and not be like this uh very strict person with with, with tandems i mean tandems are just a complementary like uh side thing from from your main uh, language learning because first of all uh they're people just like us i mean they're not real experts of the lang of of a language as much as sometimes we we want to but still um another thing i uh, wanted to cover was like really look for your interests and try to m mimic your interests interests and with language learning for example i really like learning about cultures i really like um, politics i really like social issues and i try to read them in my target language because also, I, I learn about a culture in, in my target language. I mean, that's very amazing. You kill two birds by one song. Um, so um, this is the end of the episode zero of this podcast. I invite all of you to follow me on SoundCloud or iTunes so you can get the latest episodes of the Lingua Blog podcast. Bye-bye.